0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء محمد صلى الله, صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وصحبه ومن تبعهم إلى إحسان إلى يوم الدين رب الشرح لي صدري وييسر لي أمر وحد العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته مادي برthers and sisters in Islam As we all know, we are winding up this Ramadan and we are in the final 10 nights of this blessed month. And this year, it's been a different Ramadan where the month has crept up upon us and we all have this sense of feeling where during the lockdown and the coronavirus it's crept up and it has passed so quickly and we have gone through a new feeling of Ramadan where the mosques were locked down jama'ah prayer was banned Um, having iftar with our family with our immediate relatives was banned we had a new feeling of Ramadan and especially for us in the West we are not used to this we are used to the comfort of being able to do as we please and eat whatever we want and eat out and with our families and visit the mosques freely but it may be a message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us to take and take heed that many muslims around the world for many years do not have the same Ramadan that we usually have in these countries usually the Ramadan Especially where there is oppression and injustice, usually their Ramadan is very limited. Where the mosques may be closed or bombed, where they cannot have iftar with their immediate relatives or family, where they may be limited in their movements, where they live through fee day in, day out, in a war zone, in, in poverty. And this is something small what we have felt compared to them. And it may be something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to teach us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, بَعَدْ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مُنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِاسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقْصٍ مِّنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ and we will surely test you with something of fear and hunger, and a loss of wealth and lives and fruits, but give good tidings to the patient. <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> Who, when a disaster strikes them, they say, Indeed, we belong to Allah, and indeed to Him we will return. May Allah make us from the patient but what we have felt this Ramadan is nothing compared to to what our brothers and sisters go through and it may be a wake up call for us to take heed and work for real change so that they can feel the comfort that we feel every Ramadan and every Eid so that they can have the freedoms we have, they can have the ability to pray in the mosques without fee. Because the fear that we felt because of this coronavirus, which has penetrated our homes, penetrated our communities, our mosques, and the fear of losing a loved one. This is something that they go through every single year, day in, day out. And this is a reminder, inshaAllah. Tonight's topic is from the, from the story of Musa, a and drawing parallels as Muslims living in the West from his story and around the world. Musa was a descendant from the lineage of Ibrahim Khalilullah, and from the lineage of Ya'qub also known as Israel, meaning the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we are probably familiar with the story of how Yusuf was established in the earth in Egypt becoming the finance minister Aziz after having been sold into slavery kidnapped from the blessed land of Palestine and his family and the Muslim nation which settled around Yusuf was the origins of Bani Israel in Egypt and over time the people forgot the message of Tawheed and were overtaken by the native Egyptians led by Pharaoh, one of the mightiest rulers in history in the technological and rich superpower of the world the America of today, Egypt however he was also the most tyrannical and oppressive leader power made him exceedingly arrogant and he expressed himself to be the Lord of creation together with his ministers Qarun and Haman ruled the land with an iron fist now, Firaun was informed of the legacy of Ibrahim السلام, which Bani Israel would often talk of that there would be a leader from Bani Israel who would again rise and take lead and lead them to a position of strength Firaun, was greatly disconcerted by these predictions, and as a precaution, ordered that all pregnant women of Bani Israel be strictly observed and monitored. So no woman delivered a baby boy without the state, without the wide network of Pharaoh's army knowing about it, and these newborns were immediately annihilated. In a cold-blooded and systematic infanticide. And as for the rest of Bani Israel. The women were spared. But the whole population was brutally exploited. Forced to live the life of slavery. Being permitted to take up only the lowest professions. And the most menial tasks. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Qasas. Surely, Pharaoh had exalted himself in the land and made its population into sects. Deeming a section of them weak, constantly slaying their sons and sparing alive their women, surely he was one of the corruptors. Firaun, he began a policy of ethnic cleansing, which has been repeated throughout generations by tyrants throughout the world and as we see today what is happening to the muslims around the world and his political insight was such that he sought to divide the community into shian sects differing and fighting amongst one another so that they would not focus on the tyranny they were living through and unite to address it dividing, conquering, oppressing Exterminating their boys and leaving their girls in a genocide, unseen before this. The adults were enslaved and exploited, forced to live the life of slavery, being permitted to take up only the lowest professions and most menial tasks. This same policy, we may be familiar with it, is used today and many of us accept this vilification and sectarian approach Affiliating ourselves based on nationality, following of school of thought, racism, hierarchical positions and the likes So we should know that this is a disease and we are one Ummah Who like many Israel are slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And it was only through the divisions of our land and ultimately division of the Muslims were the enemies of Islam able to exploit our resources enslave our men and women kill our children and further oppress us in our lands. Now for Fir'aun the routine killings of male population proved to be unsustainable and before long it adversely impacted the economic and social structure of Egypt as there were no young young male slaves for manual labour. Hence at the advice of his ministers Faraon ordered what he thought was a feasible solution that the newborn males of Bani Israel were only to be slaughtered on alternate years to facilitate a controlled increase in the population of the male workforce. And it was in one of these which boys were permitted to live. Harun, السلام, the older brother of Musa السلام, was born. However, Musa السلام, was born on the year that the male infants were to be killed. Therefore, according to the law of the land set by Pharaoh. Musa should have been killed. However, Musa's life demonstrates the journey of faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the power of predestination above all human planning. And it is said that the signs of pregnancy did not even show on Musa's mother when she carried him. Hence, with all the soldiers on the lookout for pregnant women she went completely unnoticed. The birth was discreet and when he was born she knew that if he was discovered death was unavoidable. The situation was dangerous and the smallest sound of the crying crying infant would bring the soldiers upon them and they would kill Musa before her very eyes. And how was a mother Still tender from the strain of childbirth, and already under months of emotional pressure of the concealed pregnancy to endure the horror. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in in these moments, revealed in her heart through a divine inspiration, where he said, Bada'udmin al-Shaitan al-Rajim. وَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَىٰ أم مُوسَىٰ أَنَرْضِعِيْهِ فَإِذَا خِفْتِ عَلَيْهِ فَأَلْقِيْهِ فِي الْيَمِّ وَلَا تَخَافِي وَلَا تَحْزَنِي إِنَّا رَادُّوهُ إِلَيْكِ وَجَاعِلُوهُ من الْمُرْسَلِينَ And we inspired to the mother of Moses Sockle him But when you fear for him Cast him into the river and do not fear and do not grieve. Indeed, we will return him to you and will make him one of the messengers. Now, try to visualize yourself in your mother's shoes. She feared for his life throughout the pregnancy. An improbable solution to hurl him into the river would run against any maternal instincts. Now what were the odds of survival in the swirling waters? How could she not feel ripped apart by the hopelessness of the situation? But she was firm in her belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and knew there was no better helper than He subhanahu wa ta'ala. This demonstrates that tawakkul reliance upon Allah that she had. And although she had firm belief. She was torn behind losing her baby and she asked her daughter to follow the basket to see where it ended up. And the family of Fir'aun picked him up out of the river so that he would become to them an enemy and a cause of grief Indeed, Pharaoh and Haman and their soldiers were deliberate sinners So what happens? Of all places, the current from the river sweeps the cot wave upon wave at pace directly to the palace of Pharaoh, the source of all their troubles A baby, recognizable as an Egyptian in the ye of slaughtering boys delivered to the headquarters of execution wa qalat imra'atu fir'auna qurratu 'aynin li walak la taqtuluhu 'asa an yanfa'ana aw nattaqidahu walada wa la yash'urun And the wife of Faraon said, he will be a comfort of of the eye for me and for you. Do not kill him. Perhaps he may benefit us. Or we may adopt him as a son and they perceive not. And she was correct. The presence of the baby altered the course of her life. Years later she would become a a Muslim. And through this baby that she had rescued, she would be led to her palace in paradise, inshaAllah. Now back to the mother of Musa whose heart was torn worrying about her child who she had to hide in the river but the promise of Allah wa is true Musa's sister watched the palace servants pick up the basket out of the river and when he began to cry how they could not console or feed him as he would not accept milk from any other When the midwives and carers went to the market to find someone else to feed the baby the only only one successful in feeding her own child was his birth mother and they did not know she was a birth mother so she was offered a a place in the palace to stay she refused stating she had her own family so the palace staff would bring Musa to her in the comfort of her own home when he needed to be fed bringing rest and coolness to her heart and the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is true. Now many events occurred during the time of Musa to- time under Faraon's rule. Which we cannot delve into one by one. Eventually, Musa had fled Egypt when he grew up. After he was caught up in some troubles. And, and Faraon and his army wanted to kill him. On his journey while fleeing Egypt, he got married and by this time he still did not receive the message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So one night, while traveling with his family, Musa alayhis ended up in a valley where he was led through a light which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had placed. So Musa, so Musa can walk to the valley seeking guidance in his pitch dark path. And this is where he received the message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whereby Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Musa, اللَّهُ ilaha illa إِلَّا أَنَا فَعَبُدُنِي وَقِمِ الصَّلَاةَ لَذِكِرِي Indeed I am Allah. There is no deity except me. So worship me and establish prayer for my remembrance. After which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Gave Musa the first command Go to Pharaoh. indeed he has transgressed And what was the response of Musa Did he say that this is too hard of a task for me? Did he say that Musa is too powerful? I can't challenge him Did he say that the current reality does not allow me to convey the message of Islam clearly to these oppressors. No. His response was, Rabbi Shrahli لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسِّرْ لِي أَمْرِي وَحْلُ الْعُقْدَةً مِّن لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ My Lord, expand for me my breast with assurance, and ease for me my task, and untie the knot from my tongue. Because this is a very serious task given to someone who has fled Pharaoh and was too afraid to go back to visit his own family because Pharaoh wanted to kill him. He has been ordered to go to Pharaoh, the greatest oppressor of his time, and face him with the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the words of truth. This shows the importance of accounting the transgressors and oppressors holding them to account for their crimes and corruption And today, the oppressors have transgressed in their oppression to levels beyond comprehension, just like Firaun. There is no emphasis emphasis on accounting them, to command them to abide by Allah's Sharia and implement it. When Musa went to Firaun and commanded him to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Firaun started reminding Musa of the favors he bestowed upon him when he raised him in his palace. So Pharaoh said to Musa, Did we not bring you up amongst us as a child? And you did dwell many years of your life with us. So in other words, We brought you up, We fed you, We clothed you, And this is what you do to us in return? This is a big favor from Pharaoh to Musa. So what did Musa say to him? Was he embarrassed? He said to him, Is this a favor that you are telling me about when you have enslaved the children of Israel? And what was the reason that Musa was brought up in Faraon's care in the first place? It is because Faraon's oppression towards Bani Israel and if it wasn't for that oppression Musa would have been raised by his own parents in the comfort of his own home there would have not been a need for him to be thrown into a river in the first place risking his life and I want to draw a parallel here with our situation as Muslims living in the West where we have been raised, clothed, housed and fed in the West and we are made to feel like it is a favor which has been bestowed upon us. Like Musa our situation, we wouldn't be here in the first place if it wasn't for the oppression in our lands that was instigated by the West where they have invaded our lands, divided it, placed corrupt leaders and enslaved the people of our lands and if it wasn't for the oppressive Faraons of today, like Bashar the mothers and fathers of Syria wouldn't put themselves and their children at risk by jumping on a boat in the wild ocean to seek refuge from his oppression just like Musa's mother put Musa in a small box in a river to save him from the oppression of Faraon and from this short summary my dear brothers and sisters in Islam we conclude with a few important points that the importance of holding the oppressors to account is great, that we should not feel like we owe any oppressive ruler or system a favour just because we were brought up under the rule as a direct or indirect result of the oppression and tyranny. And we should challenge the current systems and bring forth the system of Islam as a source of guidance and solution for mankind and the global issues we are facing. And we should work to be like Musa was the Faraon. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. rahmatullahi wa wabarakatuhu.